We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Feels so good. You're lying here next to me. It is Valentine's Day on a Friday. Hope everyone's having a great start to this day of love. Maybe you've got some plans later with that special someone to take in this cold day. Maybe take in a movie. Maybe take in a nice dinner. Hopefully, whatever it is you're doing, you'll enjoy and have a wonderful day to express your affection for each other. Until then, it is me, until noon, here on WBEN. Um, We are going to talk about love and romance and Valentine's Day and maybe some stories of awful Valentine's Days, great Valentine's Days, and also maybe a story of falling out of love. We'll get into that later in the show. That will not be our first topic. Also, if you don't like the music bumps that I usually play, you are really not going to like the music bumps today. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. There may be some Taylor Swift, but there's also some Luther Vandross. So I've got a little something for everybody. Uh, Before we get to that, And I also want to talk about spending too much on Valentine's Day. We will cover all of that later in the show. But first, have you guys uh, been following this Houston Astros debacle? It, It gets worse and worse. I tweeted yesterday, I didn't think the Astros situation could get any worse. Well, they proved me wrong yesterday at this 
apology press conference that was supposed to happen. And for everyone on the text board, this will be the only sports story I mentioned today. So let me let me uh, spend two minutes on this, and then I promise no more sports for the rest of the show. But this cheating scandal, the Astros are not doing themselves any favors. And what better, what better station to give you what happened yesterday than KTLA in Los Angeles, home of the Dodgers, who the Astros beat in 2017 during the sign-stealing scandal. Here's how they covered yesterday's apology press conference. You're stealing the 2017 World Series from the Dodgers and eventually getting caught. The Houston Astros players are finally saying they're sorry. This morning, two of their stars spoke about the scandal. The whole Astros organization and the team... uh, feel bad about what happened in in 2017. <clears throat> we especially feel remorse for the impact in our fans and the gain of baseball. I am really sorry about the choices that were made by my team, by the organization, and by me. There it is, Dodgers fans. Alex Bregman addressed the issue for a whole 37 seconds. Jose Altuve's apology, 35 seconds. Both say, of course, they are moving forward. Earlier in the news conference, the Astros owner Jim Crane said his players should not be punished for the sign-stealing scandal. So play without integrity. (laughs) Cheat. You win the trophy. We're sorry. We'd like to move on. We're going to move on. The ring, the (laughs) bonus checks. Mm. A bunch of cheaters. Yeah, and no, we're moving on. We're not going to get stuck in this. Mm. And you better move along with us. That's right. We're moving along. Yeah. And baseball says it's okay to cheat. Yeah. You still get the trophy. Yeah. You still Just get say you're sorry. Right. You know, it's baseball, too. I mean, you can't be in any sport. Baseball, All-American, apple pie. Right. It's our game, you know. And cheating. It's, and che- there you, know, you go. Usually I would say get over it. It's been three years, um, and I'm not a Dodgers fan at all, obviously, uh, being a Mets fan. But I can understand seeing everything that happened, seeing the methods they used to win a World Series, and then hearing the owner of the team say, in our opinion, it doesn't change anything. It didn't win us or lose us the World Series. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. But that's pretty much what he said. Um, I I kind of feel for the L.A. Dodgers. And I never thought I would say this in my entire life. I feel bad for the New York Yankees. I never thought I would say that. But... Seeing what happened with the Chapman pitch to get the Astros into the World Series, I feel bad for both those organizations. All right, there, there's the sports. All right, now, in this first hour, something that I have talked about a lot on this show, Sandy has talked a lot about, and Tom has talked a lot about, the president's tweets. Are they getting to be a little too much? Does he need to tone those tweets down going into an election season? His attorney general says that his tweets make it difficult for him to do his job. We will play those clips. I will tell you what I think. Obviously, I'd love to hear from you. 803-0930, star 930. It's Friday. It's Beamer. 
more after this. Joe Beamer with you here on the Friday show. Hope everyone has some plans tonight to celebrate your significant other. Or if you are single, maybe you'll uh, go look for someone to celebrate next year. But according to a recent survey, Buffalo is one of the worst cities to be single in. That's right. One of the worst. It ranked 82 out of 86 cities. Less than 12% of single people in Buffalo say this is a desirable place to be single. So hopefully those single people out there listening to my voice right now can change those numbers. And next year when they do the survey, we can get out of the 80s. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, But whatever it is you are doing today, make sure you stay warm. Give yourself time to heat up the car. Uh, Make sure it's warm inside. Let me tell you, walking outside this morning, uh, I was not fully prepared for how cold it was. I should not have walked out in my pajama pants. Let me tell you, that was uh, quite surprising compared to what we've had this winter. I mean, look at tomorrow. It's going to be 34. That's tropical compared to what it is right now. So just be careful. Layer up if you're going outside. Uh, we'll pass this. It's one day. And then back into the 30s. Some great uh, great weather this weekend for the Pond Hockey Tournament downtown. And for the skiers out there, should be a great two days, Saturday and Sunday, to go uh, hit the slopes. Something I've never done, but every winter I say, I'm going to try that this winter. 31, I have yet to try it. Say it every winter, have yet to try it. All right. So, yesterday, ABC released an interview with Attorney General William Barr. The Attorney General said that the president's tweets make it difficult for him and the Department of Justice to do their jobs. Now, I have been saying this forever. And by forever, I mean since the president was elected in 2016. I think the president has done a lot of great things for this country, and he continues to do great things for this country. He is a politician that's actually attempting to go through on his campaign promises. I agree with that. To this point, he'll be who I vote for in November. I don't see that changing, but if it does, I'll let you know. I'll send a memo. The one thing I wish the president wouldn't do is have these off-the-cuff comments at press conferences, take a 30-minute press conference and make it two hours of him going back and forth with the media. I can take a little bit of that. And I appreciate a little bit of it. He won't get, he won't get pushed around. I understand that. Uh, but then he makes it too far. And it's just, he's not gaining anything from it. Okay? It's just uh, sound bites for the media to use, for his opponents to use. So that's number one. Number two, his use of Twitter. Anytime the president has a major accomplishment or... He's got a big meeting coming up. It seems like that is overshadowed by something he put on Twitter. And yes, I understand. Most in the media do not like the president. 
We get that. President Trump, we get that. But I would hope that then you realize if you give them a reason not to focus on your accomplishment, they won't. And there's been too many times in the last three years that the president has had a great accomplishment. Yet something he said on Twitter was the top story instead of that accomplishment. And I will say this right now. I think the president will win re-election. I really do. He's done some good things for the country. And the candidates he's running against, unless something someone else enters the race, which I think they will. But as it stands right now, he's got a pretty easy path to the White House. What's the one thing that could get in his way? His Twitter account. If he loses in November, it'll be because of his Twitter account. Now, I'm not the only one saying that. It's on the WBEN.com web poll. We will give you those results after we listen to what William Barr said. Now, this is his attorney general. They seem to get along pretty well. But he's saying those tweets are making it difficult for me to be able to continue to do my job. And you know what? It makes sense. I get it. Here's what the attorney general said on ABC yesterday. Did you talk to the president at all about your decision regarding the recommendations? Never. Anybody from the White House call you to try to influence? No. Nope. I I have not discussed the Roger Stone case at the White House. On Tuesday, Justice Department prosecutors recommended a seven to nine year prison sentence for the president's close friend, Roger Stone. The president, furious, tweeting, cannot allow this miscarriage of justice. And just hours later, the attorney general officially overruling his own prosecutors to recommend a lighter sentence. Today, Barr insisted he made that decision well before the president's tweet, telling me Trump put him in an impossible position. I had made a decision that I thought was fair and reasonable uh, in this particular case. And uh, once the tweet occurred, the question is, well, uh, now what do I do? And uh, do you go forward with what you think is the right decision or do you pull back because of the tweet? And that just sort of illustrates how disruptive these tweets can be. So you're saying you have a problem with the tweets? Yes. Well, I have a, I have a problem uh, with some of, some of the, the tweets. To have public statements and tweets made about the department, uh, about uh, our people in the department, our, our men and women here, about cases pending in the department, and about judges before whom we have cases, uh, make it impossible uh, for me to do my job and to assure the courts and the prosecutors in the, in the department uh, that we're doing our work with integrity. Mr. Barr, the president uh, does not like to be told what to do. He may not like what you're saying. Are you prepared for those ramifications? Of course. But the thing I have most responsibility for are the issues that are brought to me for decision. And I will make those decisions based on what I think is the right thing to do, and I'm not going to be bullied or influenced by anybody. I cannot do my job here at the department uh, with a constant background commentary that, that undercuts me. All right, that was the attorney general. And just to give an example, I have three tweets here. One, totally would tweet. I, w- I agree with the president tweeting it out. 
He wants to tweet what he's doing that day. He wants to tweet about a situation going on. I get those tweets. I'm not saying totally get rid of your Twitter account. I'm saying maybe cut it down 50%. And you know what? Maybe the tweets like the Joe Scarborough and Mika Przinsky tweet, those aren't necessary. And he had a major accomplishment the week that happened. And instead of focusing on what the president has done. Now, I, I agree. I agree. If it's out there, CNN is going to focus on it. I mean, right now, CNN is talking about what we just played. And they'll talk about that all day until something else they can criticize the president for happens. I understand they're looking for it. Why continue to give it to them? That's my problem. Why continue to give them something to focus on so they don't mention the stock market, unemployment, the getting rid of NAFTA? Why you're clouding, you're making it easier for them to not focus on that? I'd like to know what you think. It's Joe Beamer. More after this on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It is the Friday show here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Hope you are staying warm as it is right now six degrees outside. Hopefully 
you are bundled up or you are inside next to a warm fire, keeping yourself warm, listening to Joe Beamer, which might also be keeping you warm. We uh, are talking about the president's tweets. And before the break, I said I have an example of three tweets, four, three of the last four tweets the president tweeted. And I agree on the text board. People say it's how he communicates. I understand. Believe me. I understand a lot of the tweets. Okay? I understand saying, you know, it's a great day for America. The stock market hit an all-time high again. Unemployment is down. I'm all for those tweets. Those tweets help him. It helps illustrate things that CNN and other news outlets might uh, pass over. Okay? I understand those tweets. I don't understand tweets like this, okay? And this was from an hour ago. The president said, quote, the president has never asked me to do anything in a criminal case, unquote. A.G. Barr, Trump tweets, this doesn't mean that I do not have, as president, the legal right to do so. I do, but I have so far chosen not to. Why? Why would he tweet that? What is the point of that tweet? That tweet, there's no point to it. There is no point of him tweeting that out. Now, if he wants to retweet the part that says the president has never asked me to do anything in a criminal case, yes, illustrate that part of the interview. That is fine. I am all for if that was all the tweet was. But why the last part? Why the I could if I wanted to, again, I'm paraphrasing, part of that tweet. To me, that makes no sense. And it's tweets like that that hurt him. People see that, and they start looking at other candidates. Like I said, if the president only had his record to run on, to run on he would be reelected. And yes, I would be foolish to say Twitter didn't help him get elected in 2016. Of course it did. But he is now running as the incumbent with a record, a record that has worked, an economy that is on fire, a country that is safer than it was four years ago, a built-up military. He has a lot of things positive to run on. But the, the tweets are what is going to hurt him. If he does lose in November, you'll be able to point to these tweets. All right, so that's one. Another one from 22 hours ago, and this is a two-part tweet, by the way. Uh, the president tweets, when I terminated John Kelly, which I couldn't do fast enough, he knew full well that he was way over his head. Being chief of staff just wasn't for him. He came in with a bang, went out with a whimper. But like so many exes, he misses the action and just can't keep his mouth shut, which he actually has a military and legal obligation to do. All right, the rest of it, I have no problem with. Um, why tweet that? Where does he gain on that tweet? If you're on the fence, okay, don't look at it as you like the president or don't like the president. Say you are on the fence about the president, okay? And you say, well, I, I do like what he's done with the economy. That's great. Uh, I, I love that we have a beefed up military ready to go after anyone if we have to. I like that, okay. Uh, he has made a pledge for to stop illegal immigration. He is doing a good job on the borders. Okay, that's good. 
And then you go to his Twitter account and you see him talking about someone who's been out of his administration for six months, talking about his attorney general and how he could go over his head if he wanted. I look at that and go, I don't know. Let me, let me take a look at someone else. Again, it's not going to change my vote. But you're heading to an, uh, an election season. You have the president with positives. And you have, I would say, 45 to 50% of his tweets just unnecessary. Just unnecessary. Now, I tweet a lot of unnecessary stuff. Pretty much my entire Twitter page is unnecessary th- stuff. But I'm not the president. I'm not running for re-election. Yes, I tweet a lot of stuff that people probably say, why did he tweet that? Yeah, guess what? Now you've, you've read my tweet. The president doesn't need to promote his Twitter account. People already know it's there. So you don't need the every tweet or every day there to be a shocking tweet. Now here, here is the tweet that I think is A-OK. Keep going with tweets like this, Mr. President. I, I'm seeing Governor Cuomo today at the White House. He must understand that national security far exceeds politics. New York must stop all of its unnecessary lawsuits and harassment and start cleaning itself up and lowering taxes. Build relationships. All for that tweet. If every Twitter was like that, or Twitter, if every tweet was like that, we would not right now be talking in the president's fourth year about his Twitter account. But it's everything else. It's the other two I read. It's the Joe Scarborough and Mika Przinsky tweets. Yes, keep tweeting about how great the economy is. Keep tweeting about how great the stock market is. If you want to bring up a policy issue of one of the candidates running in the Democrat primaries that you think will resonate with voters, if they see what they've done compared to what you've done, of course tweet that out. But just the unnecessary stuff that you know the media is going to focus on. They're going to focus on that, not focus on your accomplishments. 803-0930, star 930. If you're on hold, we will get to you when we come back here on WBEN. Joe Beamer here with you on the Friday show talking about the president's tweets. Yes, the tweets are in the news again. The attorney general saying, Sometimes those tweets are a little too much and that they are destructive to what he and the Justice Department are trying to do. I agree. I agree. I think the president needs to cut his tweets down by at least 50%. Now, he tweets some good stuff, but a lot of that stuff in there is unnecessary. And I think it would do him better if he just cut out the unnecessary tweets. Let's go to our friend north of the border and talk to John. John, good morning. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Doing all right, man. What do you got for us? I actually think that uh, there's uh, there, this type of tweet, like the tweet you just read, it serves the president quite well. And this is what I mean by it. First of all, when he said, uh, oh, I could do it. So he's hinting that in the future he might do it. So that's uh, just sort of showing how important he is. But also what it does is it makes people like me or Joe Scarborough or whatever say, oh, we're on the road to authoritarianism. 
And that works in his favor, too, because it seems to be an overreaction. The other thing he does is Bill Barr had to give him a very, very slight tap on the on the knuckles because Bill Barr was doing everything the president wanted, and he didn't want the president to screw up his ability to do what the president wants him to do. He'll do whatever the president wants. I think he's I, that's another story. But anyways, so he will do whatever he wants, but he needs some cover. So he needs to to show, OK, listen, I don't uh, you know, I'm not I'm not his Roy Cohn. I do uh, my own thing. I'm, I'm not that sort of thing. And the other the purpose that uh, this Trump tweet uh, serves is Trump cannot stand that he has unbelievably thin skin and he cannot abide by any form of criticism, even if the criticism by Bill Barr was designed to help Trump. John, let me ask you this, because because you uh, we talked we talked every now and then. Do you think that the president's Twitter will hurt him in the election? No, he could shoot someone on, on Fifth Avenue and, and uh, he wouldn't lose a vote. He's got the votes in the bag. He's probably going to win. And nothing he says on Twitter will not be defended by the people who are going to vote for him. They're well, almost John. He has got John, John, just one thing. Just one thing. Uh, I agree, I disagree with you and with him with the Fifth Avenue comment because I voted for the president last time. I plan on voting for him again. Uh, but if he did that, he would lose my vote. So at least I can speak for myself. Okay, no, that's great. Uh, that's great. But I, I don't think I, I like I've I, I think he's conditioned people so well uh, with all the things that he does and it's a gradual process like well you know this is defensible well okay that's defensible too oh so is this and so it gets to the point where you become emotionally attached i'm not emotionally attached to any politician i don't like bill clinton i didn't really like hillary clinton i don't particularly like justin trudeau Uh, i voted for justin trudeau but i don't really like him i don't think he's great i think he's okay but if you but a friend um not a friend my wife's uncle is a, a, a large Trump supporter, and I made sure that I didn't talk to him about anything about Trump, but he brought something up, and it was a very, very short conversation. And I realized he is emotional. He has taken his attachment to Trump. If you say anything about Trump, you're saying something about my wife's uncle, and I didn't want to do that, but it kind of happened a little bit, but, uh, and I immediately backed off. I don't feel that way about any politician. So Trump has that going for him. All right, John, we always like to hear from you. John in Toronto, as you, know, as you heard, uh, not a fan of the president, but not a fan of many politicians. I like hearing the other perspective. Uh, you know, I like to hear from people on both sides of the aisle, and it's nice to hear what John has to say. And, and you know what? I don't 100% disagree with him, but he makes it sound like it's only Trump supporters. It's not. All right, we saw this with President Obama supporters, President Bush supporters, um, you do. You defend them enough to where no matter what, I'm going to defend against that. And there's a lot I can defend this president on. You know, I, I, I can defend him on standing up against illegal immigration. Illegal, not legal, illegal immigration. I, I can definitely stand with him for that and standing up to these states that are becoming sanctuary states. I definitely defend the president on that. Uh, the economy. Yes, unemployment. Yes, I 100%. He is doing what he said he was going to do. He has, there are jobs being created. The market's at an all-time high. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, but I can't defend his tweets. I didn't in 2016. I don't plan on doing it in 2020. Again, 
his tweets to this point would not change my vote. But if I'm the president and I'm looking at running against a Michael Bloomberg or a Pete Buttigieg or a Bernie Sanders, I think I might want to just tame the tweets a little bit. I might want to tweet about my accomplishments and not make my Twitter full of insults. 803-0930, star 930. Do you agree with me? Do you think that the tweets need to be tame? Or do you defend everything the president tweets? Obviously, there's a middle ground there, too. We'd like to hear from you. 803-0930, star 930. The Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is open at 3930. I promise when we come back, I will stop talking and get to the phones here on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.